ladies and gentlemen, to the Hagman and Hagman Report. See, we're on YouTube Live. I uh, got a couple of emails today saying, "Hey, where's your video?" Well, we're here, so it's it's you can you should be able to see us. And we're we're gonna be cutting to uh, Tara from Reality Calls. You know her; she's been on our program before, but she's just one of the most uh, really adept, capable citizen journalists around. And she is in the UK right now, where she's staying up late for us. Uh, to, to be on here for the next 30 minutes before we get to Tara from Reality Calls. And I, and everyone should really follow her on, on social networking. Uh, for just make, support her because she's doing just a tremendous job in again, bringing the truth to us before we get to her. Let me ask you this. Are you a small business looking to expand but you can't afford the high cost of advertising? Uh, well, especially in nationally syndicated radio shows, I mean, are you looking to get the most exposure for your, the biggest bang for your buck on a limited budget? Advertising on this program, the Hagman and Hagman Report, is the answer to your needs. You know that we broadcast every weeknight from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. We're actually the number one slot in a number of venues. And we're a unique father-son team that's got over 40 years of experience in the investigative field. Guess who's got the most, huh? Yeah. Uh, it's not me, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, we, we appeal to the majority of people nationally and internationally and who are suffering from the pressure of political correctness and the and the, uh, uh, the mainstream news narrative, and, and even some of the most uh, conservative radio and television talk shows, who are governed by that political correctness, uh, oppressive nature thing. So we've created this special limited time offer that will provide you with a national and international exposure at a fraction of the price uh, of any nationally syndicated show, and. Uh, uh, get your business in front of literally millions of people, potential new clients and customers. Now you can experience the same level of advertising uh, with your business as places like Pro Flowers and Omaha Steaks. Uh, we we advertise for them. Casper Mattress, just name a few, at a fraction of the cost. You reach the same number of potential clients and customers and expand your business. Advertising on our platform is so simple. Go to HagmanReport.com. Look for Get Started Right Away. Get your business started right, right away. And there it'll take you to an email address. It's opportunities at hagmanreport.com. Opportunities at hagmanreport.com. One more time. Opportunities at hagmanreport.com. Or more information is found at hagman. You go to hagman report. Look on the bottom and look for the opportunities area. Get your business started. Click on that. It'll take you, give you all the information. So, uh, let's bring Tara on from reality calls. Tara, it's great to, great to talk with you. Yeah, you guys too. Yeah. So, okay, we're going to be talking about some certain things that are taking place, including but not limited to censorship. What's the story on what's going on out there in the world of uh, social networking censorship and shutting people down? It seems to be getting much worse. Um, so, with we, I mean, it's all happening on all the platforms at the same time. You know, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all of them really. Um, there's just been, I'll just grab the name of this one. It's Legal Insurrection, which, um, was founded by a Canal University law professor, William Jacobson. And it's been, it's been on the internet for eight years. He's had eight years worth of content and it was just removed overnight by YouTube, completely shut down his channel, lost all his followers, um, and everything. Eight years worth of work just gone. And this is because he he used a small clip um, of copyrighted material under fair use, uh, which is totally legal and fine to do. Um, but you see, the problem is that YouTube 
gets to decide. Um, it, you know, it's not like you don't get t- taken to court and said, hey, are you guilty of this or not? It's just YouTube deciding, right, we're just going to shut you down. Right. Uh, no warning, no no ability to defend yourself, just get shut down straight away. Well, let me ask you a question, Tara, and then, then we can move on from here because I, I got a couple of emails. I, I did a, uh, I did actually a video myself, and some uh, some people sent me emails saying, "Well, you're you're so hypocritical, uh, you guys." Uh, for example, we could kick off people if we wanted to off our off our <laughs> YouTube channel, you know, uh, to, to comment and such. Aren't you being hypocritical? How do you respond to something like that? Because it's not like we, it's not like we have our own channel. Or yeah, well, obviously we're in a unique circumstance right now. Uh, we, we've never had the internet before, so we're dealing with new issues that have never come up in the history of our civilization before. And this is one of the big issues, which is, for example, a third of all internet users use YouTube. That's a lot of people. That's that's billions of people. Um, so when you take this content down, it it basically means you know people have a limited amount of time that they spend on the internet. So if a third of people are going on YouTube on a regular basis, it means that they just don't get access to that information. So if YouTube just wants to uh, start kind of sneakily, and they do this sneakily, they're not overt about it. It does seem that they target conservative channels far more than they target liberal channels. Sure. And we know that uh, behind the scenes, um, a lot of the senior people at YouTube are, are working um, alongside people such as Hillary Clinton. So they are very biased. Uh, they're not openly talking about their biases, um, and they just kind of sneakily and quietly shut down conservative channels and we're being unfairly targeted. So I know a lot of a lot of libertarians say, um, you know, it's it's YouTube, that's it's their business, or we should just go elsewhere. I have tried to go elsewhere with my videos, um, and I only get I get a ninety percent drop in views. Mm. And this is when I'm sending out to my newsletter list, this is when I'm putting out on other social media channels as well. So it's literally hundreds of thousands of people who would be seeing my videos are not able to see my videos as a result. So it is definitely something to debate, yeah. Well, it's it, because really they're the only game in town. and it, Well, I shouldn't say the only game in town, the most recognized and, and obviously... Yeah, the most established. Yeah. And um, the way that, I mean, the way that they're doing this, like you said, um, being very quiet, it seems that they're, you know, picking on, on more independent people or people outside of... Um, I don't want to say the mainstream, even the alternative media mainstream. And it is concerning when you see, and I know that, the, as you said, there's people, um, you know, who have uh, political agendas that are, are behind the scenes, you know, censoring these things. And then you have algorithms and, and computers that search for keywords and phrases and, and will, you know, do the same thing, you know, throw copyright infringements against you, will ban you, will will take down videos, will demonetize your videos. And it is a... As you said, you have to adapt. You have to learn how to work within the, this confines of this changing market and censorship. Yeah. Where do you see this going, Tara? Oh, that's a difficult one. Um, well, right now, like I said, it's the three main social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, are all quite clearly um, not happy about having conservatives 
on their platform, especially not larger conservatives, they will uh, just shut them down for very trivial reasons. Um, and there have been experiments which people have run where they do one thing posing as a liberal or posing as a leftist and one thing posing as someone who's right wing. Um, and like the same, basically the same tweet with like one aspect change will will get them banned from the, from Twitter, for example. So we know that they are discriminating in this way. Um, and there is no kind of legal uh, consequence to them for doing so. And what will the cons- what what are we going to do? Well, I think obviously we're trying to change platforms to other alternative platforms. Uh, Gab Gab.ai is really taking off um, because so many people have been banned, had to move there. Um, but but I've been looking for a good alternative to YouTube, and I've heard of Vid.me and some other ones, but Unfortunately, they either have really small reach, so it don't get anyone uh, really going there, or uh, they actually have almost as draconian rules as YouTube anyway, so there's no much, not much point going there. Mm. Um, you have time so, restrictions yeah, that are different. Um, yeah. And like you said, the the main uh, hub of, of videos on the Internet is YouTube. It's the easiest seemingly to use. Uh, if people are used to it, it's it's been established, and to to work around it, I think uh, one of the better ideas I heard was for people to put up uh, videos explaining where their links are to the actual content videos that they want people to see, um, and that might be one way around it. But still, if they want to shut you down, they're going to shut you down, and they're going to make up the excuses as they go. And it seems like uh, I don't know the government. Um, the FCC, the government, if, you know, this gets so out of hand, people are going to start turning to the government saying, can you get involved in this and make sure, you know, the free speech and uh, all this is upheld, but getting the government involved in something like this is, is not the road I believe that we should go down. Um, it is a, a balancing act and a tightrope, and I think it's going to continue to change as the political landscape changes and um, we continue to see the move away from the cable news media that uh, has been trending lately, you know, people are moving to the alternative media, people are moving to alternative forms of information, aside from the, um, you know, big six media conglomerates that own all the the TV stations. So um, moving forward from here, uh, we have to find other ways and platforms to be able to uh, put this information out. And I think that's the challenge that what you're describing right now um, how we best go about doing that, and that's a question I can't even answer myself. Yeah, it, it's really a tricky one. Like a lot of us are obviously in the situation we're really searching for alternative means to reach people by. Um, and I just wanted to point out, but it's not just the social media platforms that are discriminating against conservatives. I mean, look at Goldman Sachs. They told their employees, you're not allowed to donate to Donald Trump's campaign. Um, I mean, I was shocked when I heard that they had the ability to tell their employees who they could and could not financially support from a political perspective. Um, and I'm sure people have been fired, people have been beaten up, all just for supporting Trump, you know, during past year, during uh, 2016. So I, I really feel that we are actually like a discriminator against group. <laughs> and it's not that I want the government to get involved and like, you know... Um, look after us somehow, but I feel like it's a one-way thing. You know, I I have not heard of conservatives firing 
Hillary supporters. I haven't heard of people no. getting kidnapped and beaten up for being a Hillary supporter. It's so kind of a one-way thing, and even the media is like against us. And it just seems like everyone's against us. So. Do you see that um, during this transition of power from Obama to Trump, once Trump gets in office, do you would you expect any changes or for him to um, start looking at this a little bit closer and uh, because we see that the, the bias against Trump in the media is very high and it continues to be high and, and as you said the conservatives are, are being singled out and, and marginalized do you expect a change uh, when Trump becomes the, the president? Uh, I hope there is but I'm afraid that a lot of these people are very like extreme they're very kind of radical those ones who you know we call them social justice warriors they're they're willing to really uh use any means to try to undermine people who they disagree with they're actually very authoritarian mm-hmm. um, while claiming to be and, tolerant exactly and um so people who for example like we know Brittany Pettibone they go onto her they know that her livelihood is is by selling books so they go onto her Amazon reviews and start marking it down. You know, this is really typical. I've had um, my fiance's website has been hacked over and over again. Um, so this is the kind of stuff we have to put up with, you know, just for having our own political opinions that do not happen to be with what the SJWs and, and uh, progressives want them to be. Mm. Yeah, it's it's an amazing um, time in which we live, I'll, I'll say that, and especially being dependent upon the electronic media and the independent media within the electronic uh, framework and, and seeing the, uh, just seeing what's taking place. It's, uh, it's amazing. Tari, you've got your ear to the ground on all things, basically. You know what's happening so much more than so many other people do. What are you hearing? What are the rumblings? What's... What's concerning you the most right now, um, all things considered? Yeah, I mean, just talking about this, like, freedom of speech stuff, I, again, I've said it before, but I'll say it again, I don't think Americans realize how much freedom of speech is being cracked down on in Europe and Australia um, and now even Canada. So it's it's literally... There are certain, there are certain groups such as the Human Rights Commission, I believe it's called in Canada, which is basically above the law in the sense that they have, they don't have real trials. Um, it's kind of like a underground kind of trial. I'm not sure how, how we say it. There's a special word for it. But it's basically got to the point that you, if you mistakenly call someone the wrong gender pronoun when there are 30 different gender pronouns they are recognizing now, you can be fined, and if you refuse to pay that fine, you are considered to be in contempt of court and put in prison mm. until you willingly pay that fine. Is that under, um, do you guys have the hate speech laws there? We also have hate, in, in the UK we have hate speech laws. So I was just talking about Canada just then. But in the UK, and the thing is, a lot of these laws are written in such a way that basically anything you say could almost be interpreted to be violating it. So everyone, once once some of these laws go through in Canada, and the laws that are already present uh, in parts of Europe, 
it really gets to the point where everyone is walking on eggshells and anyone could basically be convicted of saying the wrong thing. And we're not just, yeah, I mean, the, the other part is that in a lot of these cases, they're making it so that your employer is also responsible if you say the wrong thing. So that means that employers are going to be even more ready to fire people if they fear um, that they might say the wrong thing, whatever that happens to be. And we know how quickly SJWs change what is appropriate to say. You know, mm. one phrase might be the way of describing something one day and then, like, give it a couple of weeks later. That's completely politically incorrect. You must use this phrase of saying it now. Mm. So the, 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 I want to talk about this hate speech laws because I was reading about these a few weeks ago. Um, it, does it only somebody have to hear you? Do they need proof of what you said? Or how does that work? <laughs> That's a good question. And the problem yeah. is that these laws are written in such a way uh, that it's it's really not in the favor of um, of of the person being accused. You know, it's they're written in such a way that basically anyone could uh, accuse you of saying it. And uh, if, it, if, it, if they interpret it as offensive or discriminatory in any way, then um, you can be put in prison or fined or both or fired or whatever. Now, can you... Um, well, uh, hang on a second. I just want to ask this question. Because we, we, are bro- we do broadcast and we're heard in the UK. If, if I say something that falls under that offensiveness, if I say, you know... Well, I'm not going to say it, but if I say something that is deemed offensive, you know, that could be lumped in that category, um, could I, as an American, be, or, or, or a couple of things, how are people allowed to listen to me if, if, if I fill three hours, you know, with objectionable material mm-hmm. in, in the UK, and would, would I be subjected to that even though I'm in, I'm on American soil? Um, or, or, you know, if, if somebody had this broadcast playing in a, in a, let's say in a diner, you know, for mm-hmm. everyone to hear, just those scenarios. So I'm, I'm curious about well, that. Well, so far what's, what's happened is that people have actually been banned from entering the UK and certain countries in Europe. Americans who have said the wrong thing, it's been seen on the internet, our intelligence agencies pick it up and then, um, send a letter to you wherever you happen to live in the United States to tell you that you can't come to UK. And this is the thing they tried to do to Donald Trump. I don't know if you're aware of this, but we actually had a debate in Parliament about whether or not Donald Trump would legally be allowed to enter the UK because of his hate speech. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and they they did that, as Joe said, to Michael Savage. I think he wrote a book about that, banned in Britain or banned in the UK. But yeah, that's, um, that's, uh, frightening to think about. I mean, being here in the U.S., I know that they don't have the jurisdiction, but if you were to ha- need to go over there, um, you know, they could probably pick you up when you got there if they wanted to, or they could ban you from coming. And that's pretty, um, what, what strikes me about the, the free speech or hate speech laws is the, the fact that you don't, you might not even have to say anything. If, if somebody doesn't like the look on your face or the attitude you have, they could say you said something and you're, guilty you can't prove yourself innocent um it really puts people at a disadvantage the accused at a disadvantage 
Yeah, we're we're being held to a cripplingly high standard of political correctness. Uh, it, you know, it's it's got to a point where you can't even discuss certain political matters, such as whether or not we should be importing millions of economic migrants into the EU every year. It's actually got to a point where I believe it's in Germany, uh, they've now publicly announced that you're not even allowed to discuss that topic. You're not allowed to express any discontent about the situation. Hmm. Uh, you're just not allowed to talk about it. In, 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 in London, I know you've got a, a Muslim mayor. Mm-hmm. To, to me, in my opinion, this is not Tara saying this for anyone listening. In my opinion, that's... Uh, that that's being captured from within, and that's got to be a little bit disconcerting and oppressive. You don't have to answer that, but that's just my opinion. Um, wow. All right. And, and it, be, be, well, because of the well, I'll just stop there. Be, I, I, I don't want to. I'm sure you won't get me in trouble. Don't worry. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I mean, I. Look, half the things I say, I'm not even sure if it's legal for me to say or not. But Isn't I, that, I just have to. That's speak horrible. Out. That's horrible. Okay. Uh, ah man, we gotta we gotta get you first of all. Okay, we gotta get you over here. Yeah. Do, do you want to come over here? I mean, you, you are coming. I am. Over. Yeah, no. I am actually. My fiance is American, so I will be moving to US soon. Good. Um, and yes, I mean that's why we had a perfectly, you know, we per- we could have moved to England. We could have decided to settle in Ireland, but no, we had to choose to settle in the US. Uh, because of the First Amendment, and I, I need to be able to speak about these important topics. So it's, you know, it's really life-changing. And I know I have friends who desperately want to move to the United States because you have the First and Second Amendment. Um, it's really, it's really bad when you don't have these things. <laughs> you're in a lot of, uh, you're very, very vulnerable to what politicians want, you know, and. You literally can't speak out for your own best interests or best interests of the people of your country um, for fear of being politically incorrect and being severely punished as a result. And, and you know, Tara, m- many Americans don't uh, don't understand the value of the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, and, and they take it for they take it for granted. And here you are. Um, I, you, you, I mean, you should be the poster person for the First and Second Amendment in this case because of, I mean, you, you really appreciate the fact that, I mean, you, you got to move to America to 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 do what you do. And, and yeah, that, exactly. And, yeah. I I can't even I can't even reasonably like run my podcast or make videos or anything, you know, aside from being cramped down on by social media. You know, certain things you're not even legally allowed to discuss, and I'm not a lawyer. I, I can't hire a lawyer to go over, over everything I say and check if it's legal or not. Sure. <laughs> and even then, they'd have to err on the side of caution and tell me no, but you basically just can't talk about that topic at all. <laughs> you know? oh, so I'd just be shut off anyway. So it's very, um, it, it, it's, it's tyrannical and I'm really afraid. I am genuinely really afraid of what is going to happen to this country over the next 50 years. And what is going to happen to European countries uh, over the next 50 years? It's like being put in a pressure cooker. You know, we are seeing these increased amounts of uh, rape, increased amounts of 
burglary, etc. As as these migrants come in, uh, a lot of them are committing a highly disproportionate amount of crime, and we're not even allowed to, you know, publicly point this out or complain about it or say that perhaps it's not in our best interest or that this is not what we want uh, or that we could deal with the refugee crisis in a different manner, for example, setting up refugee camps in countries closer to Syria, that kind of thing. Um, but we're just not allowed to talk about it. It's like this is just the way it is and you're just going to have to put up and shut up and uh, and let this happen, that let these tiny towns be filled with people who can't even speak English and have that burden on the local school, you know, that has to now teach them all English from scratch. And some of them are not even literate in their own language. That's And that's amazing. And, folks, I want you to, I really, really want you to, uh, hopefully you understood exactly what Tara is saying. Uh, Tara from realitycallsshow.com, realitycallsshow.com. That's her website. Bookmark it. Visit that website, realitycallsshow.com. She has got her finger on the pulse of what's really going on. Uh, you know, people complain about millennials in that generation. Well, we'll look. Don't complain. Here's Tara, and, and she's as articulate and as intelligent and a uh, adept and investigative researcher uh, than you'll ever find. So, uh, Tara, I just want to say thank you so much. And, Joe, uh, I mean, it's amazing to, to be able to talk with you. And I know it's late over in London, and thank you so much for your gracious gift of time and for staying up, realitycallsshow.com. Uh, Tara, thank you. Thanks for letting me talk about this. Oh. You know, not even all radio shows in the U.S. will talk about this, so it's great that you guys are. God bless. We'll have you back. God, God bless. Take care of yourself.